This is Leslie. And this is Liam, and we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode, Liam and I will casually break down a wealth topic and occasionally we'll invite a friend to do so with us. And today, I'm so excited to have our good friend Amber here from the founder of Sold Out Journeys. Her platform was created to dedicating and pursuing abundance through your finances and through your mindset. She is a current student of finance at the University of South Florida and is a crowd favorite when it comes to talking about credit, especially for students and younger professionals like myself. I'm so excited that her money management tips, her travel tips, all of the above are now coming to the Seeds platform and we're so, so happy to have her here. Amber, welcome. And we wanted to ask you, our podcast is focused on planting this seed for helping trade money stress, finding real happiness. What does happiness mean to you and how are you using finances to get there? Well, hello, Leslie and Liam. Thank you so much for having me on the Seeds podcast. It's one of my favorites to listen to Um, when it comes to being happy in my finances. So I always emphasize the importance of being curious and diving deep within yourself and learning more about yourself and how you navigate the world, how you react to things, your perceptions, because when you learn more about who you are and how you see the world, you can have so much more appreciation and also be able to understand other people and be more of service to other people as well. So that's my way of being happiness or being happy. That's what I consider happiness is just learning more about me so that I can be a better person and be more of service to everyone else out there. And that's why I started Sold Out Journey was to really um, help young people with not only the strategic side of personal finance, but also diving deep into the mindset and healing their money stories because we all come from different backgrounds and have a bunch of different stories around money. So that was that's the main focus behind Solar Journey and the reason why I decided to pursue um, that little burning desire. <laughs> nice, Amber. Follow your passions. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. And, and I'm really glad you're joining us. And I'm glad Leslie's here as well because we got a write-in topic from a listener and we'd like to dive into it. So the question submitted was, why is credit so important? And what are some quick ways that I can build it? So Amber, let's start with you, digest it for a second. And then what are your initial thoughts or, or where's your head going? What would you do if you're in this listener's shoes of wondering about credit? Alrighty. So I want to start by sharing a little bit of my story behind the reason why I was, I'm so vocal about building credit at such a young age. So growing up, I watched my parents struggle with their finances and um, especially their credit and being able to support not only themselves, but us, you know, their their children. And my mom even had to file for bankruptcy um, at one point. So growing up, I got to see all these um, issues that came with lack of financial literacy and lack of a good credit score. So as soon as all my life, basically, I was ready to grow up and get my own place and become financially independent. I just always wanted to do my own thing and live life, live it up. But I knew that that wasn't so easy and I needed to start taking 
small steps to build my credit and um, you know, on my journey to financial independence. So I started doing a bunch of research and I've realized that building credit is easy, yet there's so much, there's so many people who just don't have access to this information and don't understand the information. And I wanted to make it more approachable and more accessible. Um, but yeah, I, I watched my parents struggle and I quickly realized the importance of having a good credit score for applying for loans, qualifying for life big purchases, a car, an apartment. If I wanted to move out and get my own place, I needed to have a good credit score. If I wanted to get my car, I needed to have a good credit score. If I wanted a home, I needed a good credit score. Literally, whatever you want to buy, they're going to pull your credit score. So I started working on it. ASAP. And the way I did that was by getting a student credit card. So I found out about student credit cards and I applied for my first one. It was a very confusing and scary uh, moment. I remember I applied for the Discover It card and it's an online bank. So um, they sent me an email requesting my social security card, like a, a picture of it. And I was like, is this a scam? Like, is this for real? So I had, I gave them a call and I was like, Hey, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm 18. I'm kind of freaking out. And they were like, we're a bank, like everything's okay. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's just a quick little story, but I got my student credit card and I started to use it responsibly. So I didn't spend more than 30% of my credit limit, which was a thousand at the time. So I didn't spend more than, oh my God, I can't do math in my head. That doesn't work. Um, <laughs> Three hundred. <laughs> I got you. Um, thank you. Thank quick. you. <laughs> no, my God, math is like I love math, but I'm more of a formula math person. But anyways, um, I didn't spend over thirty percent of my credit limit, and I made all my payments on time, and I paid in full every time. Even though the first six months of having my credit card, I didn't get charged any interest, I still made sure I was paying in full and building those good um, credit habits. So then, after the six months of doing all of that and practicing good financial self-care when it came to credit I had a good credit score and I was the happiest 18 year old you could imagine <laughs> that is the most incredible story one thank you Amber for just sharing because I feel like a lot of people whether you're 18 or 28 like age completely agnostic here a lot of people when you're starting to get your first credit card or like thinking about needing to build credit, it can just be super scary. Like just super scary. Like how, how do I make sure that the information I'm sharing online doesn't get into the wrong hands? And if I don't have credit, a credit store already, then how can I apply for a new credit card? And there's so many questions around that that I hear pretty often. And what I love about what you shared is just how important it is to know what does credit allow you to do? You know, like take a step back, take a breather and decide, you know, I might be 18 or I might be, you know, just coming out of college. I'm not trying to buy a home just yet. I don't need a new car just yet. But building credit is going to allow you to make those larger purchases when you do want to do that. And what's also beautiful about your story. Okay. Now you all are, those who are listening are realizing why I'm such a big fan of Amber's is that she did it so quickly, literally <laughs> six months six months mm -hmm. of following a few really, really, really simple rules can help take you from 
okay, you're perhaps making an uh, income from a, a student job or a job on campus or contract work or it, wherever you're making a job money from, whether it's even babysitting or house cleaning or house sitting, you're making money and then you use that money to pay on all your bills. Like you might be in that situation where you're just making money and then using it immediately, making money, using it immediately. Mm -hmm. And what adding credit allows you to do is basically leverage, ugh, scary finance word, I know. Okay, leverage <laughs> your ability to pay off that potential debt over time and start showing banks that, hey, even though I might be making, you know, my $10 an hour working at the paper source, which is, by the way, my first job, paper source, gotta love that store. Um, even though I'm making minimum wage at paper source, I can still show the bank that I'm someone who can pay back what I owe. And by doing that, I'm just simply building that muscle and building that credibility. See how those words are connected? Credibility, credit. That's all you're doing. You're still <laughs> credibility with the bank. Um, okay. I know I've blabbered on for a million years. Liam, I got to get Leslie. you in here. Like, what are you thinking? I mean, Amber really covered everything. What do you think? Yeah, Amber crushed that description. And <laughs> I think I want to think about some tips though, and just some things to look out for, right? So Amber shared an awesome story of what she went through, going through a, a lot. There are a lot of student credit cards out there. Um, if you are a student and you're looking to build credit, which I recommend doing, you can do it responsibly. I recommend looking into some of these student credit cards. A lot of them are free of any annual charge. So it's really just as long as you can be disciplined about reimbursing each payment that you make on your credit card, because that'll be a manual process unless you automate, as long as you can do that, I would recommend getting it so you can build that credit quickly and it's not going to be an annual charge. Whereas yes, we'll see commercials of all of these luxury credit cards. Um, you know, I, I always see Capital One commercials and now that I'm saying it, I'm probably gonna get targeted ads <laughs> their Saver card or for the Chase Sapphire or Preferred or Reserve, right? So we're seeing all these fancier credit cards and whoa, you can get a lot of percent back or travel miles or whatever it is but a lot of those will come with an annual fee, right? So don't be intimidated by that because there are options that do not require an annual fee. And Amber, your first credit card, I'm assuming was no annual charge. Maybe it's wrong of me to assume, I know mine was, and that was a great way to just get my feet wet. Um, and then as I become more experienced and more disciplined, I, I felt a little bit more confident um, in my spending with, with going with one of the more premier credit cards a little bit more down the line, but I'm gonna pause there and kind of ask a question of what's something that's going to hurt your credit? Because I think we kind of went through a lot of the steps, right? Of, okay, here we are trying to build credit, trying to do it very fast, but let's make sure everybody's aware of a potential mistake so we don't hit that bridge of, oh my gosh, I just, that worked completely against me, right? So Leslie, Amber, do you want to share a few things that might hurt your credit score? Yeah, I can kick it off and then I want to hear what Amber has to say here as well. Um, I, I'd say one of the biggest things that can hurt your credit score is being late on any payment. So if you already have a mm -hmm. car note or if you already have um, student loans and, and you've started the payment cycle, right? Um, being late on a payment that is past due can really negatively impact your credit score. Um, Amber, I don't know if you know any others on the top, off the top of your head in terms of what can really hurt that score. So I've, I've, this is from personal experience, there's been times where I've had to use 
a higher credit utilization, which is um, your, it's how much you, your balance divided by your credit limit. So how much you've spent on your credit card divided by the amount that the bank or financial institution gave you. And I remember going over it over 30% a few times and reaching high 70s, 80s because of, of you know, life. <laughs> and um, that very much hurt my score. And it uh, brought it down by a few hefty points. So if I can highly suggest not to go over that 30%, just keep it safe. But I realized that keeping it below 10%, so between one and 10, really helps with boosting your score. So if that's available to you, then definitely take, you know, do that and you'll see increase in your score for sure. Amber, I love that. And I feel like we've really planted the seed here, but I want to make sure our listeners know exactly how the seed could grow and inspire their own wealth journeys. Amber, I feel like you just highlighted one of them, which is like that 30% utilization, stay under that mm -hmm. or between one to 10%. I had never heard that before. And I am writing that down. If you want your credit score to go up fast, try to keep that utilization far below 30% between one and 10%. Um, but team, I don't know if there are any last takeaways that you'd want our listeners to hear and do right after this episode. Amber, I'll start with you as a resident credit expert and then head over to Liam. Awesome. So I would say my biggest takeaway when it comes to building credit is to Take the time to learn. So take the time to familiarize yourself with the terms, with the lingo, with the buzzwords, with the what makes up your credit score. That's what I did before I decided to apply for my first credit card. And because I took the time to educate myself, I was able to build my score at a faster rate and do it the right way and not really struggle or feel um, scared or, I mean, I did feel scared. Everyone feels scared when they apply for a credit card. But um, I was able, because I had that education, I was able to have confidence in myself that I was going to pull through and I was, it was going to work regardless of the circumstances because I knew what I was doing. So that's one of the reasons why I created my latest and first actually mini course called Tapped in Credit. So if, everyone, if anyone follows me on Instagram they know I'm obsessed with the Marvel movies and any superhero out there so I decided to name my mini course Captain Credit to encompass that but really Captain Credit is a super mini course that's what I like to call it a super mini course that will really teach you how to build your credit how to choose the best credit cards and how to get your score to soar so that's the credit I mean that's the the superhero lingo right there but Basically, I just want to help people who don't have the parents or financial education to guide them through picking a credit card or um, people who know that they need to start building credit but are not sure how to get started. So this is my way of taking everything that I've learned and I spent weeks researching and putting it into this less than two hours mini course so that you can become a credit genius literally in under two hours and get started ASAP because that's actually one of the parts of your credit score is how long you've had your, you've been establishing credit for. So 
that is my goal for with Captain Credit is to help people get started now and make it really simple and approachable because I know the buzzwords are a turnoff. <laughs> Nailed it, Amber. And I would just add as a quick takeaway, Amber said it, do your research. It's quick research, but you can always be doing more research. But in terms of getting your first credit card, that's how you need to build credit. You need to get that first card. So look into good entry cards. Um, of, I know Discover does offer a lot. Amber mentioned that was her first. That was actually my first as well. Um, if you're a student, I recommend doing it. So that way, post student life, when you hopefully will have a paycheck and be able to spend a little bit money, a little bit of money, at that point, you might be able to look into a more premier credit card to get you greater, greater returns. And they'll look at your credit score to approve you for that as well. Yes, definitely. So many good takeaways here today, team. Mine is going to be super simple, like pay off your credit card as soon as you make a purchase on it. That has never led me astray. It's something I still do to this day, um, even though I've had a credit card for quite a few years now. And once you start getting in that habit, your utilization, you don't even have to think about it. You can literally just pay off your card as soon as you use it. And then from there, be able to build that score so quickly. Um, but guys, I'm so sad to wrap up this topic for now. I feel like there's so much we could talk about with credit and credit cards, but I do want to take a moment to celebrate an incredible real growth moment from one of our listeners. We heard this week from Jalen in Texas, who listened to the last episode and realized that bulk investing was a great way to prevent him from spending more money than he needs to. Awesome. Glad to hear that, Jalen. Hope it's in the budget. Um, because he was spending leftover money in his account um, rather than just, you know, investing and making sure that he has a strategy behind it. So um, he's back on track with his budget and we couldn't be happier for him. Of course, that's what we all care about, right? Making sure to balance the long-term goals with what's happening in the day-to-day. -day. So hats off to you, Jalen, and thanks for sharing with us. Yeah, we love these stories. And, and that was the episode on dollar cost average investing versus bulk investing, right? And I think Jalen thought that only dollar cost average is the way to go. And that's where they were spending a little, some of that leftover money in the checking account, but very whatever works for you, right? So we love listening to all of your stories and real growth moments. So please help us celebrate you. You you celebrate us, right? And we wanna hear more about your challenges and your growth moments. Yes, this podcast is really great because of you. So DM us on Instagram or Twitter. And if you don't follow us already, you can find our handle in the podcast description. And our community is collectively pursuing happiness. So let us help you achieve your goals and celebrate you when you do. We can't wait to hear from you. And of course, huge shout out to our guest this week, Amber. We love hanging out with you. You're such a gem. And I can't wait to check out your course. Where can listeners follow you on Instagram? Do you have a website? I'm sure a lot of people have follow-up questions for the credit expert. Thank you both for having me again. If you want to connect with me, you can head over to my Instagram at sold out journey. That's S O U L E D sold out journey. And my blog, www.soldoutjourney.com. It's pretty much the same across all platforms except Twitter because 
have a short uh, handle. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's uh, sold out J-R-N-Y. So it's just an abbreviation for journey. Thank you both again for having me. I had the best time chatting about credit with you. Thanks, Amber. <laughs> just uh, just three credit nerds here. Uh, we're proud of it. So, Seeds, <laughs> we will be chatting with you next week. In the meantime, we can't wait to keep hearing about your questions, your growth moments. But enjoy the Wednesday. We'll talk to you soon. Signing off.